This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 126, Submission 1700. Oh, Madeline. Oh, Madeline aired on ABC from September 27th, 1983 to March 13th, 1984 for a total of 18 episodes. had a sitcom yes madeline khan star of sage screen and clue God yeah multi-talented Khan. yes oh one of the legends in comedy uh, unappreciated absolutely oh yeah especially if you ever watch madeline khan's appearances on saturday night live back in the day gold indeed yes so and abc was I felt if I'm not mistaken, this would be a year or two removed from Three's Company's cancellation, right? No, this would be the la- no. around the last year of Three's Company. Oh, okay. Or the next the last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 this would coincide with the last year because Three's Company was still 84. Then you had Three's a Crowd. Three's a Crowd. Oh. Which now we just referred to not that long ago. Yeah. With the yeah. Ropers, yeah. So ABC was basically looking for because uh, NBC was on the rise at that moment. Well, not yet. I mean, not yet, was... but the the meat was in the sandwich. I mean, this was this yeah. Would che- be... che- Cheers would be in its second season in '83. So Cheers would have been in its second season. Family Ties Hill... would be in its second season. Hill Street Blues would have swept the Emmys already. Yeah, and and, and of course at this time. Uh... Night Court would premiere uh, as a mid-season replacement in January of, of 84, so that was coming. And, and uh, of course, and of course, how dare we forget, since everything goes back to Match Game Hollywood Squares, it premiered Halloween Day of, of 1983. Uh, notice we haven't gotten to CBS yet, because I don't know how CBS was doing in the 80s. How was CBS doing in the 80s? They had Dallas... And they Dallas, had Dallas Falcon Crest, Newhart. Yeah, they were fine in they were fine. sixty minutes. They've had sixty minutes forever. So yeah, Murder they, they She fine. Wrote, I believe, was no, thing. Murder She no, Wrote. No, that was eighty five. Yeah, Fall of eighty four was Murder She Wrote. So ABC was basically looking for its next three's company because I think somewhere along the line someone said we're getting on an age this schedule from the uh, early seventies and or late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, because Laverne and Shirley, I think, was in its final season. Happy Days was in. Its oh final God, season. we're going to talk uh, about Laverne and Shirley's. Final Laverne season. and Shirley was, I think, uh, gone uh, after eighty two, eighty three. D- didn't sure. go eighty four. I thought it was till eighty four. Uh, 
I can Because Eddie Mecca was on but, Match Game Hollywood Squares. Uh, I'll take a look. Uh, definitely uh, Happy Days was gone uh, after uh, the 84 season. 83, 84 season. Hold on. Vernon Shirley's final season was May 10th, 83 it ended. Yeah, that's what I was just going to add. So, so yeah, I was right. I knew it was uh, gone uh, in 83. But yeah, Happy Days uh, was uh, uh, would have been gone after the 83-84 season. And uh, yeah, Mork and Mindy would have been gone, I think, 83 as well. But, so the only real, you know... Uh, the only real show you still had left from the late seventies at that point would have been love boat. And didn't that become like a quarterly thing once we got to like 85, 86, something like I, that. Yeah. So, so there wasn't a regular series at that point. It was sort of like, okay, every three months it comes out of mothballs. Hey, the love boat's going down to Cancun and you've got to see uh, whatever, you know, TV stars they put on. I almost said Carol Wayne. Carol Wayne would have been dead by 85, and I don't even think she did Love Boat. <laughs> I think at this point, Love Boat was probably like a summer seasonal show, kind of like in the same way Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was in its final two seasons on ABC, I guess. Well, well you know, we've got to blame Ted McGinley for it. Uh, yeah. he, he, he kills TV shows not named Married with Children because – Everything in this show goes back to Married with Children. Oh, I'm sorry. Match Game Hollywood scores and Married with Children. But not Wings. We love Wings, though. We love Wings. Because it made Tony Schwab's career. Uh, yeah, just don't talk about when Roy broke uh, Lowell's uh, blimp. Oh, Which no. is a future episode. Yeah, That is indeed a future episode. So they were basically looking for their next big thing. They think they found it in a sitcom that aired from 1980 to 1983 on ITV called Pig in the Middle. So the multi-talented and very lovable, she's she's just the most adorable little thing. Oh, she Madeline is. Madeline Kahn. Yep. Madeline Kahn, she had the lead in uh, her own self-titled show, and yet it only lasted 18 episodes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, and the ratings were average, let's say. I mean, if, if anything nowadays did what it did back then. It'd probably get renewal. It, it would be on for 40 years. No, it, it would, I mean, we'll, we'll go over the numbers later. But it, it, taking a look at the ratings and what it tied with, it, it tied with, well, one show that sort of falls under the category that, that we mentioned earlier of shows that were sort of in its waning years in the mid eighties or early eighties. And uh, also another show that had a decent life, wasn't overly popular, but also wasn't total crap. But again, we'll talk about that later. One thing that I found after we finished recording this episode, there's a promo spot prior to the premiere of the show on EBC that features John Ritter promoting O'Madon, and we will play it for you right here. Hi, John Ritter here again at the world-famous Madeline Museum with more great Madelines of history. This Madeline was tragically wrenched out of her natural habitat and thrust into the whirlwind pace of the modern world. Madeline Kong. It's a nice place to visit. Now, this Madeline had a spell cast upon her by a wicked witch 
The spell could only be broken by love's first kiss from a handsome prince. Sleeping, Madeline. Greatest Madeline of all time, Madeline the Married. It's all Madeline. I did not get married and sit at home every night. I had my share of that when I was single. <laughs> Starring Madeline Kahn, following Three's Company, Tuesdays this fall. And yeah, Ernie Anderson was at the end of the promo spot because, of course, EBC and Ernie Anderson. So this show was actually an adaptation of... Like I said, a British sitcom called Pig in the Middle, which I was reading the description of Pig in the Middle, and I'm thinking to myself, how is this an adaptation of Pig in the Middle? This is nothing like Pig in the Middle. The Pig in the Middle, uh, I'm reading this from TV.com. Bartholomew Barney Wade is finding marriage to his wife Susan increasingly difficult and unfulfilling. When he meets Nellie Bly at one of his wife's parties, he quickly falls for her. The two begin a, a lengthy relationship which, for one reason or another, never becomes intimate. As in life, many things tend to get in the way of happiness. This love triangle goes through many positions. Barney leaves Susan at the beginning of the third series, then his relationship with Nellie begins to lose its sparkle while he thinks new thoughts about Susan. So it's basically uh, Dos Mujeres Un Camino, basically. But now wait, you said Nellie Bly? Not that Nellie Bly. Not that Nellie Bly. Okay, I just want to clear things up. Yeah, uh, her her full name is Penelope Bly. So ah, yeah. Whereas, oh, Madeline, the show is about. I guess you could call it a gender flipped reboot of of the show because we have. Madeline Wade, a housewife who's bored after 10 years of marriage, and her best friend, a, dis a divorcee named Doris, and Madeline, who's bored with her life as a housewife, decides to try every trendy diversion that she can find, such as seaweed-based health foods, exercise clubs, and ladies-only clubs featuring male strippers. Oh yeah, this this is peak early '80s right there. Yeah, we're, we're just peak. we're just we're ticking off all the '80s boxes, ladies. And yeah, yes, this is all the early '80s stereotypes and tropes right there. I, I, I sort of totally get why this didn't last terribly long. Zero uh, creativity. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about zero creativity? They wanted. To, I, I'm looking at all of the uh, all of the information here, and it looks like they wanted to make an 80s version of I Love Lucy, which we're not that far from, by the way. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that, but that's another episode. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I want to note is, who produced Stone Madeline? Uh, that would be Tom Warner and Marcy Carsey. This would be the first, I believe, production from the, the Carsey Warner Company. Yep, and the first of two that involved Madeline Kahn. Yes. Uh, also, in terms of producers, the producer of this was a woman whose name is Irma Kalish, and I didn't know she was a producer. Where I recognize the name from, she wrote a ton of Too Close for Comfort back in the day. Oh. She, she, oh yeah. she, 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 well, and the thing is, looking at her IMDb, she was a producer, she was a writer, 
and, and a prolific one on, on both fronts, as a matter of fact. And it looks like Irma Kalis is still alive. Uh, she was born in uh, 24, and it doesn't say she's deceased. So she'd be 96 years old. Wow. God bless her. But uh, getting back to uh, what she's written and what she has produced, as I said, she wrote quite a bit of uh, of Too Close for Comfort with her husband. I believe her husband's name is Austin. Not, not looking at IMDb for that. But yeah, they, they wrote a lot of... Uh, I want to say like the vast majority of Too Close for Comfort. Uh, she wrote F for F Troop, uh, My Three Sons, albeit very late in the run of My Three Sons. Looks like uh, up until the last year. Looks like from about 66 to 71, the last year of My Three Sons. She and her husband, Austin, wrote for Good Times. Oh, Good so Times. They, produ- they produced Good Times and... Uh, oh no, she 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 she's listed as a writer for five episodes of Good Times. Oh, she wrote two episodes of Carter Country because why not? Because we frigging mentioned Carter Country, that abomination, and her name just happens to come up. I uh, know who her son is. You know who uh, Austin and Irma Kalish's son is? Who? Bruce Kalish, who wrote and produced everything from The Incredible Hulk, Mork and Mindy. The Ball Guy, and uh, three seasons of Power Rangers. Oh. The SPD, Mystic Force, Operation Overdrive, and Jungle Fury. Okay. So, yeah, runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of producing, we mentioned Good Times. Uh, IMDb says 40 episodes of Too Close for Comfort. So that's uh, no small task. And it looks like it was uh, primarily the first two seasons Maybe three seasons, uh, 1980 to 82. And then obviously O'Madeline, Facts of Life, uh, specifically right near the, again, talking about a show that was started in the late 70s and, and was in its last legs, uh, getting you know, more into the late 80s. She was a producer of 46 episodes, and it looks like it's the last two seasons of Facts of Life 86 to 88, 227, Valerie. So she's got a quite a diverse resume, to say the least, in writing and producing. Yep. Uh, and like we said, this would be the first Carsey Werner production, and also the first Carsey Werner production involving Madeline Kahn, the first of two such collabos. The second, of course, would be later on down the line on CBS with Cosby. Yeah, and Cosby itself was an adaptation, I believe, of... One Foot in the Grave, another British show. Yep. And uh, another fun fact, was didn't the final episode of One Foot in the Grave, if I remember correctly, go up against the first million pound win on the UK Millionaire? Uh, I believe so. I seem to remember this happening on the same night. Uh, the episode was Things Aren't Simple Anymore, and it went up against Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I seem to recall that the uh, actors in One Foot in the Grave were not very happy with it, I guess. The fact that they went up against the first millionaire, million-pound win? Mm-hmm. Well, how, how would they know? I mean, how... They know it was going to air the first million pound win at the same time. Hey, hey, 
Hey, people, angry people do stupid things. What can hey, I say? Hey, it's not like ABC today, like, or in 2000, when they would spoil, like, anyone who was even close to the million-dollar question. So, oh, Madeline was a show about a bored housewife who tried every trick of the book to stay, to keep entertained. Except for, strangely enough, an affair with another person. Which is what the original British TV show was all about. So, yay? Yeah. Now, so, now begin, so, yeah. And that, uh, that was pretty much the gimmick for the entire series, it looks like. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know what? Eventually they're going to run out of gimmicks. Well, they ran out of an audience before they could run out of gimmicks. So what the hell do I know? They yeah. had good gimmicks. Oh, that yeah, when, when, as we get into the show, there's one episode we'll talk about, which we did preview in the uh, our little montage uh, after the uh, year in review show. The, the whole episode, I think, was very enjoyable, and it has a special guest star who we'll talk about a little bit later. But the one line in that show, uh, it was very shocking to say the least. Again, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. Can we go into the rest of the cast, please? Oh, yes, we can. We already talked about Madeline Kahn, and honestly, if you don't know what Madeline Kahn's been in, what podcast are you even listening to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, someone, yeah, if you don't know, you need to do some research. Yeah. And her husband, Charlie, was played by James Sloyan who we all remember from two or three weeks of the match game Hollywood Squares Hour, but is more of a classically trained actor who is a perennial that guy from that thing who got his start on daytime drama, uh, Young of the Restless General Hospital, Ryan's Hope, but never anything that lasted uh, longer than, oh, Madeline, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Did you say two to three weeks? Well, how many weeks was I off? You're off by uh, one or two. He just did one week. Yeah, he just oh, did he, one week. Oh, he did one week. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I, I think the week he was on was the week uh, of the last episode of O Madeline. Because actually the following week, and I, I don't want to spoil uh, another uh, cast member that we're going to talk about very shortly. She was on Jesse Wills, promoted as from O Madeline. But the problem is, the show had already been canceled at that point. Yeah. Or if it wasn't canceled, it was, uh, it was literally on its last episode. So it, it, it's gone. It'd be gone. Yeah, it was gone. But James Sloyan would go on to star in a lot of cult science fiction series. He was in Buck Rogers. He was in Star Trek The Next Generation. Where oh. He played, yep. It all comes not- back to TNG, doesn't it? Yeah. He played a defecting Romulan admiral in The Defector, and also... (laughs) He played a Romulan defector, and the episode was called The Defector. Yeah, and and he also was on Deep Space Nine, where he played an adult version of Alexander Roshenko, which you all know is Worf's son. Yes! Who's played by Brian Bonsall. So he he played the adult version of Brian Bonsall. He played the adult version of Brian Bonsall. That is amazing. And Greg should appreciate he was also on Quantum Leap. 
Yeah, for one episode. Was, which episode was it? Last Dance Before an Execution, May 12th of 1971. Okay, so that would be like, I believe, a season three, four episode. Uh, it was 1991, so I'm, that would have been season three, I think. Yeah, it'd be season three. And by the oh, way... Yeah, he, but, he's got a ton of credits, yes. By the, way, by, by the way, we are going to talk about an episode of Quantum Leap this year. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Just, just a bit spoilers. Oh, fun fact. His daughter, Samantha, could be seen in Scandal, Hush, Key of, In the Key of Eli, and Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's cool. So that's James Sloyan. Their friend, Doris Leone, who is the divorcee, by the way, yes. is played by, and you mentioned her name, so we're just going to go ahead and talk about her, Jesse Wells. Who, as yes. mentioned in a previous episode, was in Not Much Besides This. Yeah, she, she was in O Madeline. She was on the week of Match Game Hollywood Squares when O Madeline got canceled. And that's the list. Good night, everybody. Well, she, well actually, <laughs> Tony. No, no, actually, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to correct that because uh, she was uh, actually had quite a big role in the last season of Soap playing oh. Gwen, who, if I remember correctly, I think Gwen was possibly one of the girlfriends of uh, of Billy Crystal's character. Yes, wasn't Billy say- Crystal's character going to get married at, at the end of the fourth season? If I remember, um, yeah. and that would have been oh, a big, the, that would have been a big deal in the soap fan verse because oh yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh huh. Yes, well, well, there are so many. We talk about a plots and b plots. I mean, if you look at soap, you might have had like an f or a g plot at one point <laughs> in any given episode. Oh yeah, yep. but but yeah, she played Gwen on soap. And I believe Gwen was one of Jody's girlfriends because I, I think, if I remember correctly, he went to the hospital that they were yes. trying to do some sort of conversion for him because remember Jody was was gay, and uh, he was eventually dating. And again, to stir the pot even more, in 1980 81, he was dating an African American female at one point in yep. that last season, and I think Gwen falls under that same category, or at least in terms of a female that, that Jody uh, was dating. So yeah, she, she actually, uh, it says nine episodes. That's a pretty long arc for, for soap, especially in that last season, because again, you had so many things going on on that show. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Not to mention one, one and one, two. One, one. Oh, that was season four as well. So that was definitely one of the story arcs. That's yes. another callback. Yes. Another callback to when we were talking about, uh, Joe Mantegna and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and was it Luis Avalos? Uh, yeah, Luis or, Avalos was on that too. Yeah, but, the leader but, of the but, wands. But, but also, but and also uh, Lori Faso. So there's all the ones right there. Yep. And she was in a. She was another one of that person from that thing. And her, playing her divorced husband would be Louis Jambalvo, who was also one of those. That guy from that thing. He was oh god okay. <sighs> I'm gonna have to breathe. I'm gonna have to breathe here. He was in Barney Miller, Heart to Heart, Saint Elsewhere, Hell Street Blues, The Love Boat, Remington Steel, The A Team, Simon and Simon, Fame, L- Not Landing, Murder She Wrote, Star Trek Voyager, 
Brooklyn South, Ally McBeal, ER, NYPD Blue, Boston Legal, Without a Trace, CSI, Ugly Betty, Dirty Sexy Money, and Raising the Bar. Wow. That's some list. And he played the father of uh, Angelina Jolie's character in the television movie Gia. Oh, yeah. Kind of a big deal there. It was, especially for other reasons. You know what I mean, Chico. And we have Francine Tacker, who plays Annie McIntyre. And Francine Tacker is known as the second person to play Jenna Wade on Dallas. Of course, she was uh, she was after Morgan Fairchild, but before Priscilla Presley. Well, also, uh, she was on the paper chase. Yes, she was on the paper chase. Yes, I was going to say, before it went to Showtime, back in the, around this time, around 83-ish. I've heard the name of the paper chase. I don't know what the paper chase is about. John Houseman! John John Houseman, law school, enough said. Okay. As we yell at at Greg for not knowing what paper chase is. Goddamn classic. Well, if you didn't watch so much damn Wings because you love it so much, you'd know what the paper chase is. Guys, did you know I love Wings? (laughs) No. No. I opened that box. Oh, I need to to shut Pandora's box. Oh, bad Mike. And really, that's like the, 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 the... regular cast and actually oh, wait, even... there, there is one more person okay and we talked about this person on a previous episode right well two previous episodes actually randy heller yeah i just think she's a guest she just has a guest spot i don't know why she's in the wikipedia entry for some reason yeah take a look at imdb the first four people we talked about we're on all. Uh, we're on uh, at least eighteen of the nineteen episodes. I'm guessing the nineteenth is the pilot. Francine Tacker was only on six episodes. I'm guessing that. And was... from there on in, uh, there are minor characters that were on two episodes, and then everybody else was on one. Well, yeah. the show the show itself was retooled. Remember? Yeah, probably. Oh, you know what else was retooled, and and we should have mentioned this at the start of the show. What's that? Okay, this 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 show ran eighteen weeks. Oh yeah, uh-huh. eighteen it, weeks, eighteen weeks or eighteen episodes. Eighteen episodes. Yeah, it had three different opening sequences. It had three well, theme songs. Yeah, three three, theme three unique songs. theme songs. Yes, three unique theme songs. The version that you heard at the start of the show, that was the theme song from episode eight till the end of the series. I think that that was a fair judgment to use the show, uh, the, the version used for most of the episodes to introduce this episode. But the original theme song was used only for the first five episodes. And then a different theme song was used just for episodes six and seven. Three theme songs and 18 episodes. So just the, I, Maybe that's part of the problem. They couldn't decide on a theme song for this darn show. But uh, yeah, so uh, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear the uh, original open for the first five episodes. Then you'll hear the open for episodes six and seven. And I'm not going to repeat eight through 18 because you've already heard that. Yeah. Enjoy. (laughs) 
first and, theme and, is and, very and, good. Oh yeah, the, the first theme is very good, and that's something that Greg and I talked about before we started uh, recording the show. The first theme was the best of the three. I don't know why they changed it, but then it got a little. The second one's not bad. But yeah, like I said, it, it got gradually worse. The first was perfectly fine as is. The second was not bad, but it wasn't as good as the first one. And then the theme song they used for most of the episodes from episode eight on is just goofy. I mean, almost like stereotypical goofy 80s sitcom music. Not, not, I, 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 I don't know if they were trying to... No, I wouldn't say goofy six, 80s sitcom music. It sounds like I would. you're in like a 50s movie or something. Well, the thing is, I'm wondering if they changed the theme song to sort of make it appear more like a comedy than, you know, oh, look how offbeat Madeline is or something like that. That's the only reason I could see for using three different theme songs or at least uh, changing from what was used in the first eight episodes to what we had. I mean, I don't get why they had uh, the the theme song for episodes six and seven, but you know, maybe if they, they saw, you know, uh, we, we need to, uh, for higher ratings, show that Madeline's goofy and unpredictable and, and use she's this very, goofy music. She's very much Lucy-like. Uh, you, you said, uh, you made the comparison to Lucy. Well, she does have something in common with Lucy, her show was shown in reruns in the early 90s. I remember seeing this on, on uh, USA back in the day. Well, remember, USA back in the day, they showed, like, all sorts of... They showed everything. Sitcoms. Oh, they showed Double Trouble. I, I think uh, they, they showed, showed uh, It's Your, it's your move. move. It's Your Move, yes. Yeah, it, it, It's Your Trouble. Move. They, they showed this. They showed Madam's Place. If I'm not mistaken, they may have showed Three's a Crowd. Who hasn't shown threes a crowd at this point? Yeah, I I, I remember it was uh, it, going back to the Ropers at one point uh, in the first year or two of uh, Antenna TV's existence. Just like we mentioned uh, last week, that when Three's Company got to the Ropers leaving, they also showed Ropers episodes to uh, as well as uh, Three's Company. When Three's Company reached the end of the road in 1984. What did they do? They showed the entire series of Three's a Crowd. Mind you, that was one season. Mind you, that probably would have taken a week and a half. But they they gave you the entire canon, the entire uh, legacy of Three's Company, yeah. showing both spinoffs and the original uh, series. In chronological order. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think it's time to look at all 18 episodes, shall we? Let's oh, and do this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And one big thing is these episodes, you're going to hear a ton of guest stars. They were loaded with guest stars. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and even in spite of that, you know, they, they, it lasted 18 episodes. So, yes, yeah, s- sit back because there's going to be a lot of really big names. And might as well start at the top, guys. Yeah. Episode one. That was no lady. Madeline creates a mess when she is trapped in the bathroom of Doris's ex-husband during a clandestine mission to help Doris retrieve her diary. So yeah, Madeline's in like this situation where she's in the bathroom of Doris's ex-husband's house. Which is just absolutely goofballs. It's actually goofballs because 
Doris's ex-husband brings his new girlfriend into the bathroom while she's in the shower with a towel. And, ooh, you won't believe what happens. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I've noticed is the director of all these episodes is a name we've mentioned in the past, J.D. Lobu, who I've mentioned a number of times was highly connected with Soap. So this would have been about a year or two after Soap was canceled. But he's got a quite a resume of shows starting primarily with Soap. Actually, it started with Just Friends, the Stockard Channing show back in 79. But uh, Oh, Madeline, Newhart, he did a number of episodes. It's a Living, uh, and that would have been uh, in the syndicated version. It wouldn't have been the original ABC version. Right. Um, and uh, Soul, Soul Train? Soul Train? Soul 62 train? episodes of Soul Train, according to IMDb. But we mentioned also... Don Cornelius uh, Soul Train? Uh, no, some sort of rip-off Soul Train. Of course, Don <laughs> Cornelius Soul Train. Uh, but also, we mentioned previously, he had uh, directed Herman's Head and uh, and actually uh, a last uh, show that he did uh, more than one episode of was Dharma and Greg in the late 90s and early 2000s. Okay. Back, back before we knew what we know about Thomas Gibson, by the way, he's a jerk. Anyway. Oh, wow. Spoilers, Chico. He, he, <laughs> yeah, we, we need a spoiler space there. <laughs> spoiler space. Greg, Greg brings shame on all of her Gregs. <laughs> well, sort of like another Greg who I won't mention on the air. Episode two. Mommy Dearest. At a masquerade party, Doris accuses Madeline of flirting with her ex-husband when she mistakes him for Charlie in a mummy costume. Ooh, goofballs. Yeah. Absolute goofballs. But we do have one guest star in this episode. Because playing a guest at the party is Liz Sheridan. And Liz Sheridan, you would best know for playing Jerry's mother on Seinfeld. She also played uh, Mrs. Akmonic on. Yeah, Alex. I was gonna say she played Mrs. Akmonic. What the heck is this? You might best know her as, as Seinfeld's hey, mom. Hey, no, everyone... I know her as Mrs. Akmonic. Come hey, on. Hey, most people listening know her as Jerry's mom on Seinfeld. Yeah, but real fans know her as Mrs. Akmonic on Alf. I know her for both. Oh, whatever, Mike. You're not helping. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think I was, but whatever. <laughs> Episode three, portrait of the artist with a young man. Madeline signs up for a pottery class and befriends a young student named Tony, played by Frank Lutz, unaware of his amorous intentions. Ooh! By the way, uh, Frank Lutz, he was also on a future installments uh, with a young Allison Hannigan called... Free Spirit. Yes! Oh, Free yes. Spirit! Yes! A classic. Oh, yeah. A, yo- a very young Allison Hannigan. But we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. By the way, that was like my stepmother's an alien era Allison Hannigan. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a young Allison Hannigan at yeah. that point. Like, well, it's like this is before Fool Us. This is before Buffy. This is before How I Met Your Mother. Before American Pie, where she stuck a flute up her. Next episode, Greg. Right. Hello, <laughs> episode four. All the world's a stage. Madeline tries to convince a new friend that her acting partner at the community playhouse is actually her husband. Yeah, and actually one of the uh, guests on this episode playing Mort is Lee Wilkoff. And we've mentioned his name before because uh, he played Einswein on Delta House. Oh! What? Yeah! Oh. And also, he, he uh, had a regular role on the TV series Max Headroom. I don't think that was the, the HBO version. I think that was the when it went to ABC, I believe. Okay. So I don't know if that's on the list, but it, oh, Max Headroom is definitely on the list as a as a an entity back in the eighties. I don't know if his TV shows on the list though. Hmm. Right. All right. But just throwing that out there. So yes, okay. somebody we've actually talked about uh, makes an appearance here. Episode five, Book of Love. Madeline is shocked to find Charlie in a romantic pose with an actress played by Trisha Noble, whose memoirs recount her long ago affair with him. Oh wow! Yeah, so a woo. Yeah, so in this, so in this episode, like Madeline is like, like I believe an extra in a street gang in the movie that she's filming she's the the actress is filming in and there's the part where like her husband goes to meet the actress and she's like sneaking behind like a like a prop door charlie oh charlie <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. let me get a look at you all right it's official you look great you don't look too shabby yourself <laughs> <laughs> and you got married right her name is uh madeline and what does she do? Is she in the arts, too? Oh, no, no, no. She's saner than the rest of them. <laughs> oh, hey, this is no place to talk. Let's go inside my trailer, okay? <laughs> Madeline! Madeline? Your wife? Uh, yeah, uh, what are you doing here? Ah, I'm just hanging out with the gang. <laughs> Episode six. To ski or not to ski? After she forces a reluctant Charlie to go on a ski weekend together, Madeline tries to keep him from finding out that she has injured her ankle in a skiing accident. Oh. Uh, that's about as worse as the time Aaron Boone injured his ACL playing pickup basketball. Ow. Ow. Because remember, that's, that's what happened that led A-Rod to the Yankees. Yes. Yes, I do. Mm. Don't remind us. Episode 7. Madeline acts forward at the retreat after Madeline criticizes an egotistical novelist played by Jeffrey Tambor. He becomes passionately obsessed with her. Oh, and Jeffrey Tambor isn't even the biggest guest. Well, he might be. Well, the he might guest. be the biggest guest at the time, but this was also the first acting role for a young ingenue by the name of Jennifer Tilly. And if you don't know who Jennifer Tilly is, Family Guy, the Chucky series, future installment Key West. Or we'll just watch a poker show because she plays 
Like every poker event. Or yeah. just watch a poker show because she plays like every poker event. Or or the movie Bound with Gina Gershon, which was a very formative movie in my younger years. Oh, there was another Gina Gershon movie I'm not going to talk about that was formative in my younger years. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Of course he's talking about Flitch. Anyway... <laughs> No, I'm He's not talking about <laughs> showgirls. <laughs> you're you're damn right I am. Oh, by the way, one time I met Joe Esterhaus and I shook his hand and I said, Thank you for showgirls. Oh. Oh, fun fact, do you know who's also in showgirls? Elizabeth Berkeley of pre of previous installment saved by the Bell Hawaiian style. No, no, that's not where I was going, Chico. Ta- oh, Kyle McLaughlin. Yes. Of Twin Peaks, babe. Yeah, you see, damn fine coffee, Greg. <laughs> now, now you see, where was my mind going? Oh, I wasn't going in that direction. Oh, then you were going. Uh, uh, no, she wasn't on the Saved by the Bell the college years. Never mind. But she does appear at the end of Saved by the Bell wedding in Las Vegas. Yeah, and she oh is my God. on Saved, and she's currently on Saved by the Bell on Peacock. Yes, and, 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 and overprotective uh, guidance counselor slash. The overprotective mother of Jamie Spano. Oh, yeah. And, and, Man, and I, Jay, oh, Jamie Spano, Chico, he's not that bright. He's dumb. He's, he's uh, like, and I like that thus far in the episode, uh, on our bingo board, we've crossed off. Everything goes back to Match Game Hollywood Squares, STTNG. Uh, we, we, we've got Twin Peaks. Uh, wings. I, think we're, I think we're near a bingo, guys. We, we have we, Wings. We, we, oh, wings! We, uh, references we, we, to previous installments, references to future installments. Oh yeah, I, I think we may actually have a winner playing bingo at home, so <laughs> we may have to cough up the uh, the twenty dollar gift card to Bennigan's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, episode eight, guys. Chances are. Oh wow. Madeline believes that singer Johnny Mathis is actually a celebrity impersonator that Robert hired to perform at her high school reunion. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and obviously Johnny Mathis makes an appearance. Like, you know who else makes an appearance on this show? Uh, let's see if you match who I'm going to say. Armin Shimmerman. Wait, Quark from Deep Space Nine? Quark from Deep Space Nine. And Star Trek The Next Generation before that. Oh. That's another box on your bingo cards, folks. Check it off. DS9. Ding. We, we, we should have a winner in the next uh, two or three uh, episodes, I think. <laughs> hey, right. if you, hey, if you, hey, if there's any winners out there, give us a call at the station. Anywho. All right, Mike, what was it you were going to say? Um... I wasn't looking at Armin Shimmerman. There was another name that rang a bell, but uh, uh, they, they weren't. Oh, they weren't. Paul, I know who I know who Paul Wilson is, and I know who Louise Sorrell is. Okay. Well, you see, Louise Sorrell was the the name that rang a bell, but she was primarily in a, a bunch of soap operas. Yeah, uh, uh, among among which would be uh, Santa Barbara, which she had a starring role from eighty four to ninety one and won an Emmy, if I'm not mistaken. Paul Wilson was in it was in it's Gary Shandling's show, which I remember. I, th- uh, I, I well, think it was uh, it's Gary Shandling's show. That that wasn't the one I was looking at. Um, what I uh, saw is 
Uh, he was in a show that you guys like call back to all the time. Recess. Oh, Coach Kluge. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, but also, uh, the other one that caught my eye was he was on Cheers 55 episodes as Paul Crappens. Okay. He was on Gary Shandling's show, too. You're absolutely right about that. Leonard Smith. Yes. And and, <laughs> if you, and the thing is, if you see the face, you'll be like, I know that guy from somewhere. Well, where you know him from is either Gary Shandling's show or Cheers because – I, I remember him on Cheers after seeing his, uh, a picture of him. Yeah, I remember go. him from Cheers, too. I remember him from It's Gary Sandling's show. For once, I'm the oddball. No, I, I appreciate Gary Shandling's show, but I, I just remember him more from Cheers than Gary Shandling. Okay. All right. What's the next one, Greg? Episode 9, The Right Stuff. Because get it, the movie The Right Stuff is that out at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Very timely, too, because the Nat Geo series is on Disney Plus right now. And it's awesome. Yeah. Madeline ropes Doris into a wacky plan to retrieve every copy of a newspaper edition that she believes contains an article that is damaging to Charlie's career as a writer. Well, Madeline, don't worry, because in 40 years, nobody's going to read newspapers. And I believe this would be the first episode of the new retooled O Madeline, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, no, I think we're. No, I, th- 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 I think you're one episode off because uh, remember, episode eight had the third version of the theme song. That uh-huh. would make sense where a re- retooled version of the show would come with a new retooled theme song or okay. retooled open. So I-, I think you're one episode off. All right. Pure speculation, though. Okay. Right. Uh, interesting. But, but go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I, I, think, I think go you, ahead. I, no, I think you got it. I'm going to let you handle it. Interesting guest shot. Two or three years before, head of the class, William G. Schilling. Yes, and we mentioned William G. Schilling because he was a guest star in previous installment, Open All Night. 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 So that, that's, that's two appearances now for William G. Schilling on this podcast. And probably the only time I get to mention Space Jam, because he was actually in, on the golfing, on the, on, in the golfing scene. He was in the golf, wait, he was in the golfing scene with Michael Jordan? He was in the golfing scene with Michael Jordan and Wayne, Wayne Knight? Knight and Bill Murray all golfing. What a, what a freaking foursome. You have the principal from head of the class with Bill Murray, Michael Jordan, and Newman. That was the lost episode of the la- of the Last Dance, right there. Yeah, that would have been that would awesome if they had William G. Schilling in the Last Dance. Oh, but unfortunately, William G. Schilling's no longer with us. Yeah, though. I know, I know. But they could have had they could have had some scenes on the cut. They probably could have had outtakes on the cutting room floor that they could have just spliced into the Last Dance. Oh, but this is not the last time we're going to talk about William Schilling, because just a year later, he appears in five episodes of ER, not that ER, the one with uh, George Clooney back in 1984. I was about to say, not, it's like, you sure it wasn't not that ER? No, the George, e, George... E, e, e slash R. Let, let's, let, yeah, e the, the other one was just R. ER. 
E slash yeah, e R, slash R. With, with Jason Alexander and Elliot Gould. Yeah, among other people, yes. And George but, but, Clooney. And, and George and some kid named George Clooney, absolutely. He's got a nice mullet. Oh, hey, yeah. did you know he worked on his dad's show, uh, The Money Maze? <laughs> There's a uh, previous installment. Ding! Call back. Uh, well, we're going to have a reference to another future episode in the video of episode 10. Sisters. Madeline's long-lost sister, Joyce, played by Melanie Chartoff, comes to visit and sets her romantic sights on Robert and Charlie. <laughs> now... Melanie Chartoff appears in future installment Fridays, but she's also notable for two things. First, she was the voice of Dee Dee Pickles on Rugrats, Chico. I do know that. And second, she was Chico. Mm-hmm. Say it. Miss Musso. In Parker Lewis. And lose. Yeah, yeah, man. And we know why Parker Lewis can't lose. Because he can't lose. Can't it's lose. right there in the name of the show, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what what would happen if Madeline Kahn went up against Parker Lewis? Who would win then? Now, Parker Lewis would definitely win because we all know he can't lose. He's right. Anyway. At, be- at best, Madeline Kahn would go to a draw with Parker Lewis because he can't lose. Okay. Right. Episode 11. Ah, Wilderness. Madeline and Charlie end up in jail when they help an innocent-looking man while on a camping trip. I can only guess why they ended up in jail. Well, you know who threw him in jail? Who? Joe Regalbudo. And you know who that name is. Seriously? I'm talking to Greg here. I'm not talking to our, our dear audience. He was Frank Fontana on Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah, he was. He was Frank Fontana on Murphy Brown. Yeah. But also another guest that we should talk about, legendary voice, Frank Welker. Man of a thousand voices, yes. I think we talked... Yeah, we talked about him in the past. We talked about him on uh, The Duck Factory, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Welker, a, a legend in voiceovers. Like, if you don't know who Frank Welker is, what podcast are you even listening to? Transformers, come on, people. Come on, he was Scooby, Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo, he was in Winnie the Pooh. Come Troll on. Hunters on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, All many right. things. Yeah. But, but, oh, buckle down, because this next episode... We, we've got somebody uh, who guests who we talked about in previous installments and we, an absolute legend. I'll just say that and we got uh, w- one, without further commentary. And a major guest star later on the episode. So okay. we, have, we have a major guest star and a major legend. Yeah. All right. Episode 12. Monday Night Madeline. Madeline becomes personally involved in a wrestling match after landing a job as a television sports commentator. So what it, happens is there's this tel- there's this television station that has changed formats which will let like basically anybody on the air. Cue yeah. anybody. So it's like public access in other words. Yeah, public access. Mm-hmm. So so Madeline gets on the air 
and she tries to become a news anchor at first. And well, and, play the and clip. I, yeah, we're going to play the clip uh, in a second. But I want to also note something about the open of the shows. I think this is specifically in the final version when it was retooled after the seventh episode. Yeah. yeah. They actually showed, uh, at least on the uh, versions on YouTube, which were, I'm presuming, syndicated uh, prints, they actually showed kind of like spoilers footage from the episode itself without any context presumably just to show oh here's a funny bit or maybe the funniest bit and this was the uh the spoiler-ish segment they showed for this episode and yeah this just roll the clip yeah i'm madeline lane and i would like a job Uh, nothing glamorous um, something behind the scenes. Mary Tyler Moore's old job would do quite nicely. Want a fair chance? You audition like everyone else. Come around here and sit at the anchor desk. Hey. Oh, my, my mother's like it's raining in Kansas. No, no, that's just a little bit of dirt. I'll just pass it right. Oh! Oh, hello, Kansas. Oh, my, that looks like the day after. <laughs> yeah, so they referenced the day after. That's Apology, uh, Apologies to the state of Kansas. That's not Pol- dark at all. Apologies to the state of Kansas and Brayden Stoddard's sanity. <laughs> and we did sneak this into the preview for 2021. If you listen carefully to our little montage, we, we stuck that in there. But you know what? Even though we had a reference to the day after, I don't think that even comes close to the two special guests we had in this episode. Well, I shouldn't say oh. special, but the two guests we had in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. We mentioned one It was a legend. Legendary. But, but first, we got to mention the, the proprietor of the television station is somebody who mentioned in two previous episodes. Yes. Ernie Sabella. Yes, of course. Uh, he of It's Your Move of Davis Rules. Davis Rules. Of course, Mr. Pumbaa from The Lion King. And, yes. and I think we've got to mention it. He was uh, Mr. Karosi on Saved by the Bell. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he was the father of, of one of the, the girls. He that, was the uh, father of Leia Remini. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. that wasn't the that wasn't the legend. Yes, Ernie Sabella is legendary. But that wasn't the legend. Oh, yeah. Because playing the wrestling announcer. And this is true to life. This really is true to life. This isn't... uh, He actually did this at one point. Yeah. Yep. Dennis James! Yes! Yes! And this was actually his second-to-last credit uh, on IMDb. Uh, Apparently, about a year before he died, he was on a show called The Method. Or maybe that's a movie called The Method. But yeah, this is like his last TV appearance because he he didn't do anything after uh, the new Price is Right, I don't think. No, and he would have been was... off of that by 77, I believe. Yeah, and this was his, and you said it yourself, this was his next, this was his penultimate role. And, and, his, his, and his ultimate, well, his, his penultimate role, period, but his ultimate role on television, it appears. Yeah. But, I mean, this this is just hilarious. He's He's like he's like portraying a drunk wrestling announcer, and like he's got like a slide whistle for like the sound effects for when the wrestlers beat each other up. Yeah, 
this really is a great episode on so many levels. Yeah. If you watch any of them, and and we should mention it right now, all 18 episodes are on YouTube. Yeah. Some somebody who was wise beyond his years Some 30 years ago story. when they were rerun on USA recorded all of them and they're all on YouTube. So yeah, this is, I would say is our recommended episode because uh, a, yeah, the, the whole Dennis James thing, but also B I'm sorry. The, the day after joke might be one of the darkest jokes I've ever seen on a primetime TV show. Yeah. From that era, at least. Yeah, I mean, if if we did it now, people might not get it. But the thing is, that aired in 83, so that's fresh on people's minds. That's fresh on people's minds, and it was the highest-rated TV movie of all... And it will always be the highest-rated TV movie of all time, because there's no... Because there's, like, 150 channels, and there's streaming services, so nothing's ever going to top the ratings it got. I don't know. The Jackson's and American Dream came close. Or is that a miniseries? That was a miniseries. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm too used to it airing as one gigantic movie on VH1. So. Yeah. By the way, that's a really good movie. You should watch it. it Anywho, was, and it has Billy D in it. And it, and it has Billy D and Barry Gordy and and, and Angela Bassett Andrew and Bass- Lawrence, and Boyce the Men. Boyce the Men. Come uh, on. Okay. You know what? That's for a that's for a future installment. Let's uh, yeah, we could we could actually do that as a future installment, possibly. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm, I'm by the way, guys. By the way, guys. Now. By the way, guys. I got a question. Uh huh. I wonder what Dave Meltzer rated the work rate in that wrestling match. <laughs> oh, he was like two stars. Didn't happen at Budokan Hall. Work <laughs> rate sucked on his manual typewriter he used for the Observer back then. Episode 13, The Lady and the Lamp. Madeline panics when she wakes up in Robert's bed with a hangover and no recollection of what happened the night before. Uh-oh! Oh, no. That's not good. Drunk Madeline had fun! Oh, yeah, she was getting Busy, I bet. Well, she would have gotten busy with no one of any importance. Yeah. But let's just go straight ahead to episode 14. <clears throat> Things that go bump in the night. I thought we had this episode already. Madeline makes a valiant effort to protect Robert from his girlfriend's jealous ex-boyfriend on the same night a burglar strikes. I think I know who plays uh, the... The ex-boyfriend on this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, somebody, I'll mention we, it because somebody I'm way ahead of you. This, somebody we talked about on this epi- on this show before. Oh, right? yes. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. Uh, we're talking about Patrick Collins. Where have you heard that name? He played Dave Noonan on Super Train. Oh. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't lie to you. That's great. That's you know you know who else was on this episode? Who? Melanie Vince. What's she Anybody? known for? Uh, she was one of the two models on the mid '80s version of Let's Make a Deal. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, she was. She's a she's a really good actress on her own merits, and she mostly worked in the '80s though. Yeah, I didn't even recognize her name. Wow, that's oh, a good find. Uh, her most, and aside from Let's Make a Deal, her most noted role 
adult DJ on Full House. Oh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> adult DJ. Oh, no. Oh, wait. And Mike? I'm, I'm listening. She was also on an episode of Night Court. Put okay. You can uh, use your little dauber and stamp that off of your bingo card too. We're getting close to a bingo. I, I, I think the phones are starting to light up. We might be like one or two squares away from a winner. And she was also on an episode of Auto Man. Oh jeez! Oh my gosh! Oh, hold on, the, the boards are lighting up. I think we have a winner. We sure that somebody on this show wasn't on Manimal. No. <laughs> Nobody on this show was on Manimal. I don't think. Anyway. Yeah, that might have been a conflict because that was the same season. Uh, Unless they were using the same footage. Episode 15, My Mother the Cornell. Madeline is shocked when she discovers her prim and proper mother, played by Geraldine Fitzgerald, had an affair with a stand-up comedian played by Bill Macy several years ago. I wonder what Madeline's father, played by Ray Walston, has to say about this. Oh, yeah. well, listen to that. Two, two big guests, because everybody knows who, who Bill Macy is, or at least, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you should know. He, he played was Walter Finley on Maud. Yeah, he was he, on he Maud. Was Maud's husband. Yeah. It's like we have, we have, so we have Maud's husband, we have Martin the Martian, and we have Geraldine Fitzgerald, who is just old Hollywood Legends! Oh my god! Hey, hey, Mike. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think Geraldine Fitzgerald was the subject of an episode on future installment Hollywood Babylon with Tony Curtis? Oh god! Now you see, I was going to mention when we're talking about Ray Walston. How can we not mention Mister Hand? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, seriously, yeah, we talk about uh, My Favorite Martian, which is classic in and of itself, but how do we not mention him as Mr. Hand on Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, that's probably probably what most people today would know him best as. Yep. Yeah, because I don't know many places that would rerun My Favorite Martian nowadays. I know no. I haven't seen it probably in thirty Neither years. Neither have I, and and like I and like you said, that show is just iconic. Why would yeah. you? I I do know Ray. Yeah, Wal- and Bill Bixby, for heaven's sake, he did. I do know Ray Walston was in the um the movie version of My Favorite Martian with Jeff Daniels and Christopher Lloyd back in '99. Because if I'm not mistaken, he would be doing picket fences concurrently. Now, Picket uh, Fences would have been long done by 99. Yeah, oh. Picket Fences was, was done by 96. Oh, my mistake. I, ju- I spent all of my high school years watching Picket Fences, so they just kind of blur together there. Hey, 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 you know what? I don't blame you because who doesn't love Fivish Finkel? Nobody doesn't love Fivish Finkel. Everybody should love Fivish Finkel. I'm just saying. Just throwing that out there. All right. I just looked at the next episode, Greg. Yeah. Yep. Episode 16, Ladies Night Out. On a night out with Doris and Faye, Madeline dances with male strippers. Zippers! <laughs> and then loses a fortune in money at a gambling casino. Uh-oh! And this is the episode with Randy 
Heller that we mentioned previously. But also, playing a gambler in this episode as a guest star, Robert Donner. Yeah, he would have just been off of Mork and Mindy, so... Yep. Yeah, Mor- uh, Mork and Mindy yeah. would have been done 82. Yep. Well, okay, so... Uh, okay, maybe not just, but uh, a couple of years removed from Mork and Mindy. And of course, we know him from Mork and Mindy as Exodore. The odd alienist, yes. Episode 17, play Crystal for me. Madeline disguises herself as a flamboyant author so she can appear on a TV talk show with a competing romance novelist played by Charles Ludlum, who is a man posing as a woman. Because if you've ever seen Charles Ludlum, that's his thing. His thing is, he's a man... Who poses as a woman? Unfortunately, I think this was his last uh, role. No, this was not his last role. He was on several movies and TV shows after, but he sadly is no longer with us. All right, so now we get to the final episode. Episode 18, A Little Fight Music. Faye invites Madeline to perform in a concert staged by the community theater, but Madeline gets stage fright and is unable to sing during the audition. Uh-oh! Oh, that's not good. Oh, you know who was in this uh, this episode? Who? Brandon Maggart. Uh, known for two things. One, his role as Lou Waters on The Dim-Witted Older Brother on Brothers... And two, being Fiona Apple's daddy. Oh, no, there's no, there's more than that. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, he was George Elliot on Jennifer Slept Here. Which oh was, yeah, him too. Oh yeah, yeah that which, too. Which, which, yeah, which was like episode three or four, I believe. Yeah, was the one I wasn't on. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the one you missed. But but also he played Mike Donovan on, and I know this is on the list because I added it. Chicken Soup. Woohoo! Jackie Mason sitcom there, Greg. I, I knew okay. you were going to say, well, what, what's chicken soup? Uh, that. But also, actually... He would have been, been, si- been done with uh, uh, Brothers by that time, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But also, he sort of made an appearance. Uh, this is very loosey-goosey. On the It Lasted One Season Too Long episode, he played Uncle Dudley on the Married with Children episode called A Babe in Toyland, where he basically got fired uh, from his children's TV show hosting gig, and Kelly replaced him, and the entire show was revamped. Yep. So there you go. And you can check off Married with Children off your bingo cards now, even though we got a winner like five minutes ago. Five minutes ago? More like 20 minutes ago, Mike. We have a winner. That's all I'm saying. And enjoy the, the, the $20 gift card to Bengians that expired back in 2004. Thank you, Andy. And that was... that. Wait, that's it? That's all? That's it! That, that, that's 18, yeah. Hmm. Okay, guys, so that's the show. Now, let's get into to the heart of it. What went wrong here? Whenever something goes wrong, our first inclination is always, look at the schedule. And the schedule had, had on Tuesdays, fall of 1983, Just Our Luck, Happy Days, Three's Company, Oh Madeline, and Heart to Heart. 
So it wouldn't have been a that's that's a really good slot between Three's Company and Heart to Heart. Except Three's Company would and Heart to Heart would both be on the decline, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, both shows were in their last season. It was up the, against the CBS Tuesday Night Movie and Remington Steel in the fall and Riptide during the winter. That's another stamp on your bingo card. You took it from me. You're darn right it's another stamp on your bingo card. <laughs> and, and, and also, I'm looking at, yeah, because it lasted from September to March. It didn't even, yeah, it didn't even make it to the May sweeps. They, I believe they just reran it until the summer when they put Hotel in that slot. Yeah, which was which would be uh, another show that that premiered that season. Yeah, but it was uh, it presumably was more popular than uh, O'Madeline because it lasted forever until its cancellation, where O'Madeline just lasted the season. Yeah, but I mean, look look at the future. <laughs> I'm looking at two future entries on this grid right now. Yeah, just for luck and AKA Pablo. This uh, ranked for the season 50th, tied with Different Strokes and Matt Houston. Now, Different Strokes would have definitely been on the decline at this point, starting around this year, 83, 84. Yeah. It, 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 when when your when your kids are growing it to be teen teenagers, it starts to get uh kind of awkward, and then you have the like the kids on different strokes, even more awkward. Yeah, and Matt Houston would have been in like its second season at that point because it lasted three years. But also about different strokes, please let's remember uh that uh 83 84 was the last season we had need revolts on there stamp off another part of your bingo so, card that old bag oh shut up so so anywho yeah uh you you had uh, different strokes which was the show on the decline that i mentioned earlier and matt houston i mean that had a decent run i mean it wasn't anything that yeah you know, three years we're gonna put on like a, one of the best shows of all time so yeah, maybe uh, they just got into desperate mode with the retooling and all that, and it just wasn't worth saving. But again, it, it had comparable ratings to, you know, uh, one of the great sitcoms from that era, albeit you know slumping at that point. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, of myself. Also, I'm thinking of myself, and I'm looking at uh, everything that's going on in the late '70s and early '80s. One of the big things was. If we needed a hit sitcom, let's take a British hit sitcom and Americanize it. We had Archie Bunker, Three's Company, All of the Family. And Too Close for Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. We talked about the Ropers last week. We did talk, talk about the and That just needs to be a thing. Oh, Three's a crowd. So there was real. So it reads to me like there was absolutely no thought put into the development of this show. It's like, okay, let's put Madeline Kahn in the most wackiest of hijinks imaginable. And there was really no thought about it. There's no thought. No. But I will say, Madeline Kahn, she was great on this show. Oh, she was totally great on this show. Yep. 
But remember, about a year later, Madeline Kahn would be in like her most famous role in Clue. As Mrs. White. Yep. Yeah. And one more thing. Mm-hmm. It's time for eBay Praises Right. Oh, boy. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. That's the first time you said, oh, good for eBay Praises Right ever. Well, it's because it's oh, Madeline, so. <laughs> oh, ah, I, I, I can't. I, you know what, Mike? I can't wait to see what you found for this. Well, what it is, and this is a little different. It's a photo. We've done plenty of press photos of, you know, we talked about the Ropers last week with, uh, with, with Helen Roper feeding Stanley grapes and stuff like that. This one's a little different. This is a photo, apparently. It's, it's listed as a photo, and it's 7 by 9, so it's a little smaller than 8 by 10. And what it is is simply an image uh, on photo paper of the O'Madeline logo. Okay. It, it, right. it's, it has the O'Madeline logo, not as it appears on screen. So th- this was like a, a, a logo that was used in print and actually uh, seeing some ads in uh, newspapers and TV guide for uh, O'Madeline. I uh, have seen this before. So this wasn't uh, uh, like something that was never used. It was used, uh, looked like on TV guide. And it just says, oh, Madeline, starring Madeline Kahn. Uh, it's black and white. It, it's very basic, very generic. Uh, but it is on eBay right now as a buy it now item. And as always, I would love to know the buy it now price in dollars and cents. And I think we started with uh, Greg last time. So I'm going to start with Chico. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 1250 on this. 1250 Okay. Greg? $13. Ooh, you're, you're, you're a tricky son of a gun. Well, if you want this O Madeline print logo, sit down, guys. $27.99. Oh. What? You heard the man, $27.99. I was, going, I was thinking about going $9.99, but wow. That was, uh, yeah, I thought I overshot it. I, I honestly no. did. I was cons- I was considering either nine ninety nine or one penny, and now you know why I chose that item because when I saw the price, it's like, yeah, you guys are going to undershoot this. You're going to underestimate this by so much. So it's like, yeah, twenty seven ninety nine for a logo. You guys are going to be like, no, absolutely not. But there it is, twenty seven ninety nine for a print O Madeline logo on uh, on photo paper seven by nine, or at least yep. what appears to be photo paper. And they've got the link. They've seen it, and yeah, it's it's actually real. Oh yeah, mm. that that is that is real, all right. Real well, expensive is what it is. Real, <laughs> that, that's the only real. That's the only real it is. I'm sorry. There, uh, yeah. Man, from the same from the same seller, I could buy an ABC News brief logo for for twenty four ninety nine. Hey. <laughs> That looks pretty cool. I might want to. I might want to buy that. Oh yeah, I would too. That would probably that probably went up anytime Frank Reynolds had like a breaking scoop. 
And that O Madeline logo looks very fifties. I'm sorry, uh, th- that logo that uh, that seller was selling. Yeah, th- yeah, I'm looking at the logo, and it's like that's that's sort of the logo they used in the print ads. That's not like the photo y- they used in show. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- that's why I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the it's photo definitely they used was used in print ads. Yeah. Well, that's O Madeline. And it was goofy. It was actually incredibly goofy, but not goofy enough to last last more than a season. So, in 1984, it was a thing on TV. Yep, and it had a ton of great guest stars, uh, not just present guest stars at that time, but people who'd go on to to pretty big roles. Oh yeah. yeah. Joe Rigalbudo. Jennifer Tilly. Ernie Sabella. Absolutely Jennifer Tilly, yes. Absolutely. Ernie Sabella, as I mentioned. Uh Well, don't forget, at our website, it was a thing on TV.com. We have all our past episodes, and that's over 125 at this point. Well, actually, it's 125 on the nose because this is 126, but there's a couple of live shows up there, and and we've got mini-sodes. And, oh, speaking of minisodes, a new one's going to be popping up this week. We're not going to say anything about the topic of that. Uh, You'll see it uh, eventually. And also, don't forget, as always, you know, look for us on uh, whatever podcast uh, source you uh, use. Uh, If you want to use Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere. And if you don't have a podcast program uh, preference, boy, that's easy to say. (laughs) Don't forget, just go to the website. We've got all the episodes there. You can download them and, and listen to them uh, while you're working or whatnot. And uh, don't forget about the socials. We're on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, and also on, on the IG, as the kids call it. We're, we're on YouTube. Uh, plenty of episodes are there if you want to listen uh, on YouTubes. And uh, we also have the weekly uh, Place to Be Nation uh, pop drop. Yep. Right, Greg? Yeah, this week we've got the Ropers and Jeopardy, not the original run, nor the current version. And Oh, speaking of our last two episodes, uh, right now as we speak, the download counts on those two episodes. Wow, they're at over 70 right now. And our listeners, we know, uh, based on these numbers and previous numbers, you love your episodes about game shows. Well, guess what's coming up next? It's a, is it a game show? No, I thought we were going to go back and, and look at uh, News Nation. No. No, of course it's about a game show. Yeah. Is it a, is it about a, is it a game show about trivia? Yes, it is. And is you it know a what game is? show about the wonderful world of trivia? It is a game show about the wonderful world of trivia. But you know what else it's a game show about? Sweaters! No. Traps. It's a trap. <laughs> And that is, oh, I, okay, you know what? We just lost Mike, so I'll just say it. That'll do. That's coming up this Thursday. Until then, we'll see you with another thing on TV. Thanks for listening. We'll see you around. Wow! This is incredible! Not so incredible as what happened next, but we will split up again. I went upstairs with you. Yes, you, Mrs. White. And while I was in the master bedroom, you hurried downstairs. 
and turned off the electricity, got the rope from the open cupboard and throttled Yvette. You were jealous that your husband was stripping Yvette. That's why you killed him, too. Yes. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breath. 